There we go. Okay, we are now live. All right. Honest, open, and vulnerable may contain adult language and material that is not suitable for listeners under 18. This is a stream of consciousness podcast that delves into an eclectic mix of topics. Audience discretion is advised. Hello, you are listening to episode 143 of Honest, Open, and Vulnerable, and I'm Scarlett. And I'm Ryan. Uh, we definitely appreciate any feedback, and if you want to uh, participate and uh, pr- uh, provide uh, comment ideas and whatnot, comment ideas, <laughs> you, can post a com- you can post a comment on our website, hobpodcast.net. You can also call and leave us a voicemail at 231-846-8420. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash honest.open.vulnerable. And you can follow me on Instagram at Colonel underscore Tux. That's K-E-R-N-E-L underscore T-U-X. And you can follow us on Instagram at HOV Podcast. Uh, you, you can leave us a, an email at HOVpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow my blog at inscarletstorm.wordpress.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at the Fuchsia Lady. That's T H E F U C H I A L A D Y. And we are coming to you from the Audio Adrenaline Studios. And so, yeah, um, we. I just wanted to uh, uh, do a couple uh, housekeeping annou- announcements here. So you may, I mean, if you're watching the video version, you'll notice that it's still just Scarlett and I. Uh, Matthew's out on assignment, quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know, I know that he's uh, he uh, hockey season is starting to come to, uh, is uh, is approaching, and he's involved with Bur- Burgundy Rainbow. So, uh, going to check check them out. Uh, they cut they uh, it's a community uh, organ- organization that does news on the Colorado Avalanche and and other uh, ho- hockey teams here in the in Colorado. So there's a little free plug for you but um matthew uh should be back in uh studio for our our next episode um but but i will not be i will be i'm gonna go visit my family so my mom and my mama likes it when i go and see her once in a while you know she likes to know that i'm alive and well so um i will not be here next episode but matthew will be back and also, as uh, mentioned, uh, we we are on. Uh, well, I didn't mention this actually, but, we, <laughs> but now that I think you of it, just, you are just <laughs> shooting two for two right now. <laughs> I wish. Um, we uh, again, we are live on YouTube. Um, you can, so feel free to uh, uh, comment on you know what whatever topic we're we happen to be talking about at the time and. Uh, our show titles uh, actually they they seriously come from an- anything that we we <laughs> we say in the show just because we're that creative. <laughs> we appreciate and, your input because yeah, you could probably suggest some other 
So your suggestions might be better than ours. <laughs> so yeah, if you do uh, have uh, an idea for a show title, just you know, t- um, do hashtag show title on it. And also um, for for those that have been uh, fa- fans of the show for a while, first off, thank you. <laughs> we def- we definitely appreciate that. But um, o- over th- over the years, we uh, it, the topics have been very fluid, and there there are times where you know we talk talk about a you know we talk about a topic. Oh, gee, sounded terrible. <laughs> we you, you know. <laughs> For the reach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, there, there are many, many times where, you know, we, we just mentioned something once and just, and just kind of drop, Cross drop over. it. Mm-hmm. And there, um, and it, anytime we talk about something, it's very much what, what we think and feel about it at, at the moment that we're recording it. So if there's something that's in that you find that we've talked about previously that find interesting that we may, that we may have a diff, different take on it, uh, definitely po- post a comment, send, send mm-hmm. us an email or what, what have you. So if you, yeah, definitely. Um, sometimes our, you know, our opinions evolve, they change just like, you know, anybody else's. So if you want to see a topic revisited, please let us know. And so with it, with that out out of the way, um, we do, uh, we like to start every show with our, uh, moments of squee. Uh, what do you have Scarlett? Well, the, uh, speaking of evolving and changing, um, as some of the old time, Longtime listeners, rather, uh, might know that Ryan and I are polyamorous, and we were very active in the polyamorous community here in Denver for a really long time. And then um, we just kind of, kind of got out of that. I guess it just didn't. Um, it wasn't as important to us for a while. And um, but there are people in that community that I am reestablishing contact with. Uh, uh, there are a couple of really important people I've known 12, 13 years, and I'm reestablishing that connection, and that has to be my moment of squee. Now, last night, um, I have a really good friend. I've talked about him before, my friend M, um, who moved to Vegas, and um, he got married um, a few months ago, and his new wife is just a doll. I would love her to death. Well, they have to share a phone because I guess M, M, destroys all his phones he 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 got an indestructible phone and within four days he literally had destroyed it it was funny (laughs) as heck he got an industrial industrial grade phone military grade that is not supposed to be destructible he found a way to destroy it i don't know how i just am like really dude so um yeah so um so so his when wife find like a new use for a hammer or something. I don't know what he did, <laughs> but um, finally his wife was like, you know what? We're just going to share a phone for a while. <laughs> so I sent him a message the other night um, last night, I guess it was. And she sent me a message back and she was like, you know, I like to give him his privacy, but I got, I had to respond because I got really excited when I saw it was you. Um, I think that you're a really cool person and I want to basically get to know you better. And so I got really excited. So we're, we're kind of connecting, um, they moved to Vegas, so I miss him a lot. And, um, so, but I'm really excited that she wants to get to know me a little better. And, and that makes me feel really good that she, she recognizes me that, um, 
I want to be a really good friend to them. And so um, we're going to, she says, yeah, and I'm just old fashioned enough that I actually like to talk on the phone. And I'm like, somebody who actually uses the phone for its intended purpose. Oh my God. <laughs> so we're going to, anyway, we have, we have a phone date tonight so that we can actually talk and that's going to be cool. The other thing is, is that um, um, in the, in the spirit of trying to get um, healthier, um, I'm going to go for a walk while I talk to her and just get out there and get some exercise and get some, yeah. Right so, on. So that's, that's my moment of squeeze, just connecting. And then I have, um, I have another um, friend who I have known. She was my first friend that I met when, she was my first uh, female friend outside of work when I first moved here to Denver um, 13 years ago. Um, so I've known her about 12 years and her and her husband are the sweetest people. Um, and, um, I didn't ask their permission to use their names, but I know they wouldn't care, but I'm not going to, I just don't want to use their names. Fair enough. Um, and, uh, the, you know who I'm talking about though. And, uh, just the sweetest people and, um, just really great friends of, uh, Peter and Brian and I. And, uh, so I went and had uh, dinner with him the other night and, uh, then we went back to their house and then, um, she had been out with a friend and so she came over, you know, she came home and I ended up, I was there till almost midnight, <laughs> just, to, you know, shooting the shit with them. So it's just good to reconnect, make those reconnections. Um, and so I'm really, and they invited us to go to a party actually tonight, but I was like, you know what? I don't have the spoons for that. <laughs> it's just too much going on. Um, so, uh, but um, I thought that was really nice of them and just, just, Making those reconnections and the people at the party actually are people that I want to reconnect with. So that's just kind of a good thing that I'm getting those, um, reestablishing those connections. So that's my moment of squeak. Right on. So in our, in our last ep episode, I had, uh, brought, brought up An Andrew Yang and what I have to talk about is tangential to, to that. Uh, so on thir on thir Thursday, Thursday, I, <clears throat> I, I I'm uh, I'm ep epileptic and uh, my uh, my I was you know I was run running out of my my medicine and for the doctor I had key keyword had <laughs> <laughs> um, has not has um, hasn't necessarily been the best in terms of in terms of refills as far as like correct do dosage and you know and all that kind of stuff and so i was dealing with that on thursday and uh, and i was just like you know i you know i was down in the dumps i was just you know well, well i was i wasn't like blue like depressed or anything i was more like angry and upset and uh the through the community that you know sur surrounding you know yeah yane what they they were put, putting out like short little videos like two or three minute long videos which i and they, they were kind of talking about uh, about like you know how how they heard, heard about them and what they felt and you know and that all that that kind of stuff for and those who don't know andrew yang is what um he he's running he's running for president thank you so we'll i'll just leave, leave it at that because i don't want to get all political no, but, here but but just 
Yeah, just okay. um, yeah. Just letting, okay. But you know, ahead. if you want, if you want to learn learn more, let listen to our our last episode. Thank but you. Um, none none of these people were like vloggers or well, I were. Yeah, the the one um, vast majority of them they weren't vloggers. They weren't used to talk, talking to camera and and sharing their stories. But they were, you know, they, you know, they're really motivated to you know share share this stuff. And it was such such a wide range. I mean, as far as far as like diversity, both diversity as far as age. Age, race, uh, you know, a whole, a whole spec spectrum of d- diversity, and the fact that they were all, they they were all really willing to step out of their com- comfort zone and share share themselves, show themselves on camera. One one of them was a stay at home mom breastfeeding on camera. Granted, you couldn't see anything, right? Because <laughs> she, she usually was, you know, can't, and that's yeah. So, but, which is why. Don't make a big deal about anyway. Right, right. I, I but and anyway, but I mean the fact that she was showing herself breastfeeding her to- her, her 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 toddler on camera while while she was you know share, sharing her sharing her story. I mean that's kind of like the level of vul- vulnerability that you know we're talking about here, and and you 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 know I could tell in the video that they were incredibly awkward, <laughs> and you know they're just you know stumbling through their through their words and just and 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 everything and that ju- and that and that that lift lifted me to the point where okay you know it's calm calm down enough so to where I could a- address my my uh you know my the prescription I- issue and I it just the the they i i got got to i've got gotten to call, call them the yangane family because it it really kind of is that kind of um it it just it it kind of brought me down to kind of like a humanity first level like you know just just the you know i get again i'm you know talk, talking like level of vulnerability you really do kind of strip 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 away like all these silly tri- tribal di- divisions like you know charcoal ver- versus propane you know kind of <laughs> you know i mean you know people have like silly little division divisions like that and it really just kind of brought brought down it's like you know what in the end Regardless of like whether you call yourself liberal, conservative, a hippie, a, a nerd, a sports sports junkie, or whatever, we all we all ha- there's there's more that could that uh, that connects us and that we we have in common than than what differ differentiates us. There's more that joins us than that divides us. Okay, that that's a better way of putting it. I know that's what you were trying to say. But but yeah, I, I kind of wanted to uh, ex- expand on that. That you know, we as as a society, I think we've really kind of d- 
drifted drifted away away from that that be, because of you know ver- various things that have that have developed over the years that people have gotten more and more de- divisive and just the the fact that we're all human we're all clutching to this little speck of dust flying around in space at mil- million miles per hour and finding a way to sur- to survive has you know we 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 kind of for, forgotten that forgotten that it's not us just yeah um it's I'll not an you. us versus them kind of thing kind of deal terry pratchett uh wrote a series of books about it's the Discworld series and he has a character in there that's death it's my favorite character he's more his behavior is more human than he intends. So, in other words, he'll he'll make a joke without meaning to make a joke. It's not that he's trying to be funny, although he attempts that and he fails miserably. But when he's just being real and he says, you know what, there's no justice. There's just us in the end. And I think that oh, that's... There, there's a show title. There's no justice. There's just us. And I just think that that is a brilliant, brilliant concept for death. You know, death comes to claim the soul, and that's what then that's what you're told. And I think that that is just an amazing. And the other thing you have to remember is, okay, I, I identify as a Christian. My beliefs are really more pagan at its core, but when you get right down to it, it's really your relationship with other people, your relationship with the whatever you you consider the universe whatever whatever you identify with as your maker your what whatever you whatever you whatever you identify with but really when you get right down to it it's your, how you treat other people mm-hmm. and how you that's what really that that's what that's what uh, creates your quality of life when you get right down to it. Yeah, I mean we I mean yeah, we we are so, social creatures because for a va- vast am- amount of hu- of human history, we wouldn't we 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 wouldn't have survived solo. I mean there there were there, there were many I mean uh, you know, there for for millennia you know we lived we lived in caves we lived in little straw huts and it was like fierce egalitarianism where you know it what we we survived because we we worked collectively and we all we all just decided hey you know and so it's very it's very much born in our in our in our in our dna that uh you know collaborate and and work well with each other i had a i had a a minister from a pulpit one time say, you know, religion is a disease. If you look at the word disease, it's dis-ease. Mm-hmm. But relationship, that's where it counts. It's your relationship with God or the universe or whatever you want to call it. And it's your relationship with other people that really find, finds who you are. Um, finds the measure of a man when you get right down to it. So, absolutely. 
and um, also kind of in that um, uh, in in that uh, same same uh, vein, uh, you had you had uh, well b- before we uh, started re- recording, you you had men- mentioned the uh, t- topic that you were you were talking about with with M. Oh yeah, with. Right. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the same M. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> that's what threw me. Sorry. Okay. 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 Uh, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but yes, um, we had some friends. The the friends the the friends the couple that uh, I've known for twelve years. They went to Burning Man, and the conversation that we had was we were talking about the tenants. The t- is it ten or twelve? Or, or uh, there's ten. I'll I'll put 10. it I'll put it up on screen okay. here. Um, I'll try and there okay. We, there we so go. So it's the tenants. It's the tenants of Burning Man. And what he was saying is that not everybody who goes to Burning Man agree uh, lives by these tenants. Unfortunately, and what they're trying to do is right now about forty thousand people go to Burning Man every year. And the organizers are trying to get a thousand people to go, or a hundred thousand, excuse me. And um, what the problem is is that um, the <laughs> the surrounding cities, the law enforcement, et cetera, et cetera, are at wit's end because not everybody is living by these tenants. They should be, but they're not. So I just want to talk about. Um, that was the discussion we were having. That's neither here or there. What I want to talk about is how we could apply these tenants to just being a human being. They're just a good idea. So I just wanted to kind of talk about them. Okay. So I'll, um, for the for those that are, I mean, for on the video uh, version, uh, I'm I, on on screen. I have the ten principles. But for for those listening to the podcast, I'll just list them off here. Um, one is radical inclusion, gifting, decommodification. Okay, I'm gonna have to. In order to preserve the spirit, our community seeks to create social environments that are unmediated by commercial sponsorships, trend, sponsorships, <laughs> transactions, or advertising. So, so yeah, more more uh, com- community uh, sent. So there's. So yeah, it's not like company X coming through buy our shit. <laughs> you know, uh, radical self self reliance, radical self expression, communal communal effort, civic responsibility, leaving no trace, which is a big one. That's the to, problem. Yeah, participation and immediacy. So um, so yeah, let, let's kind of since uh, let, we'll just talk about le- leaving no trace since that's the, that's the that's big, a big one. Yeah, the, I'm going to talk about just what kind of footprint that we we as a culture are leaving on the planet, mm-hmm. and we could do so much better. Just you know, um, we could we need to have more of a communal effort. It's not us versus them. It's, 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 we need to pull together. We need to have that radical inclusivity. We mm-hmm. need to have that, hey, you know, everybody should be, you know, hey, let's, let's pull everybody in. And what can we do to help? You know, hey, I have extra, you know, I have, I have this. I'm not using it. How can I help somebody else? Um, it's kind of that attitude. Um, civic responsibility. Oh my God. Civic, that, 
that should be self-explanatory, but it's not. Right. You know, um, how, how can we, how can we help our community? Mm-hmm. And if everybody just kind of adopted these tenants just in the back of their mind, just how much better would our world be? Radical self-reliance, just being able to discover, exercise, and rely on your own resources. So you know what? You do have some resources. Mm-hmm. What, can, what do I have to give? Okay, well, you know what? I'm not a very good cook. God, you don't want me cooking. <laughs> but you know what? Maybe I could help do the dishes and do the cleanup afterwards. There are things I can do to help out, help out. There are things that I can do. There are things that I can't. You know what? I can help do the meal planning. You know what? You know what? I'll help do the grocery shopping. I'll help do... I'm just talking about little things that you can just do within... Within your means. Within yeah. your means. Um, so, you know, just... Um, and then I, I want to uh, touch on radical self self expression. So uh, mm-hmm. we we all have like our own little weird weird thought thoughts and quirks, and a lot of us kind of hold. To, to, I'm, I'm I actually haven't read read through this. I'm just kind of go, going off the you know just the title. And I, but and, um, and we're kind of we're kind of I'm not. This is this is what we're looking at is as it applies to Burning Man. I'm thinking of it outside of Burning Man. I'm thinking well, of well, it yeah. Outside, so yeah. well, so am I. Yeah. But I mean, we all have our own little weird thought, thoughts and quirks, and a lot of us kind of like hold, hold it in because oh, what what if some someone think, thinks it's weird? And there there have been it's all going to be weird, <laughs> right? But I mean, there there have been times where you know I I mean yeah, it it is. Uh, it it is kind of scary, you know, kind of put, putting yourself out 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 there uh, vul- vulnerably, and but you don't know who th- that who it how, like what what lives you you can change just because you express something in the only way you you know how, and then for for whatever reason it touches it touches some someone else. But then you go back to the all the radical and inclusively, mm-hmm. so or inclusive inclusivity, yeah. yeah. Because then okay, because you're expressing it in a way that maybe I wouldn't express it. I'm still going to I'm still going to accept the way that you're. I'm going to accept your self-expression. Okay. So it's just kind of a, just an idea, and you can go ahead and take it down. Yeah, um, and I, actually, I'm kind of I'm just now reading through what it says under radical self-expression. But okay, uh, no one other than the individual or a collaborating group can determine its content. It is offered as a gift to others. In this spirit, the giver should respect the rights and the li- liberties of the recipient. Exactly, which is what I just said. Okay. Gonna, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Another way of saying, "Hey, you're you're giving that." It may not be my cup of tea, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to judge you for expressing it. So that's that, just something to think about. Just it, and that was just a discussion I had with with my friend who went to Burning Man, and he just just an observation he made that not everybody kind of lives by those tenets. Um, and uh, just you know, it, it it might be the world would be a better place if people just kind of adopted something like that mm-hmm. well and then and radical self the way it was you know it's mm-hmm. explained on that site kind of doubles back on what i was saying before humanity first that just because we may not ag- agree on on one on one thing one thing or another doesn't doesn't take away the, the merit 
of of what of what the other th- person thinks or it, believes. It's kind of like it's kind of like okay, it's the we can agree on the message. We don't necessarily have to have to agree on the method or the delivery. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so you may. You may choose to do it one way. I may choose to do it another way. But when you get right down to it, the end result—it's kind of like it's kind of like this is how I look at it. You're you're very much a pagan. I'm very much a Christian. And yet, how long have we been together? We've been together seven <laughs> years. You know how we make it work? First of all, we don't make it about belief systems. No. What we do, but we do, but what we always have done is we focus in on what we have in in common in our beliefs. The end result is still the same. Our paths are a little different. There, there's more. There's more than one path up to the mountain. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> our end result, same. Same. Our goal is the same goal. How we get there is a little different, and that's okay. And and I, and I don't cram my my idea my my ideology. I don't cram it down your throat, and you don't cram yours down mine. And we we acknowledge. It's okay. Well, you may believe a little different than I do, and I can believe a little different than you do, and yet we can we can get along just fine. And and I, I don't think e- either one of us really live by the I- ideology. I mean, in in ter- as far as you know, be you I, I, again, you mentioned you know cr- Christian pagan. Pe- that's not that's not our that, identity. That's, that's well, not our yeah identity. yeah. That's not the 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 prime way that we ident- identify ourselves. It's, it's just a like, part of the whole. It's kind of like I that happens to be a part right of who I am. It's a big part. It's an important part, but it's not the end. It's not the end all, the be all. And I think you just kind of have to be really secure in who you are, and just know that this is who you know. This is who I am, and I know. I know. And part of my faith is knowing. It's an intangible faith. Is an intangible thing. I just mm-hmm. know what I know, and I can't explain it to anybody else. If I could explain it, it wouldn't be faith. So if I if I could if I could prove it to you, it wouldn't be faith. So that's you know. So it's just for me. That's just. <laughs> I get a little get, get, a, get a little, little excited, excited yeah. there. But I'm just saying that you know. So anyway, my my whole point is the community, the the humanity. Just you know, humanity first. Yeah, we're all humans, and and we we would just focus in on what we have in common. Mm-hmm. Rather than our differences, because yeah, we're all different. That's what makes us human. That's what makes us unique, and that's what makes it exciting to be alive. If we were all the same, it would be really boring. Yeah, frankly. So that's it. I I totally agree. So and kind of give a little bit of a math spin on it. We have one mouth and two ears. I mean, really, to pe- I, I think uh, just in in general, people need to de- talk talk to to understand and not to be understood, or 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 anyway, but because <laughs> because when you're trying to understand, you're not exa- you're not always you're talking all the time. Questions. You're asking questions, <laughs> right? And and it's a you know it's a thing that. Or seeking to understand rather right. to be understood. There we right. go. That's there better. you go. There you go. There I knew I was going to get there sometime. <laughs> You're a little slow, but you you get there. You get there. So anyway, that was just that was just a conversation that we had, and I thought it was I thought it was a really good 
you know, what kind of footprint do you want to leave? Mm-hmm. And um, not necessarily those tenants, but if you just kind of think of it in the back of your mind, you know, how is how can I help somebody else? How can I, you know, it's not all about me. Mm-hmm. It's not all about me. It's it's about everybody around me, and each individual person is about them around the people around them, mm-hmm. and it just that's 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 what humanity is. So it was just an interesting thought. I remember one of the very first. Okay, see, my my father was a Pentecostal minister, but I remember the very first theology concept that I was that I actually had I was about four years old that was about eternity and I remember being blown away and I'm still it it still makes my head spin when I think about eternity but I remember thinking you know it you know what is that infinity eternity and I remember being about four years old and just kind of questioning that and figuring that out, and I, I remember that was, the, and, and I didn't know that's what it was, but I started asking my dad, and my dad, my dad would, you know, every question I asked him, he would answer. I'd think about it, and I said, but what about this? And he'd answer it the best way he knew. If he didn't have an answer for me, he'd say, you know what? I don't have an answer for you, because I'm not God. I don't know. But I think it could be this, but it might be this, too. I think about that, you know. So, you know, I had a really good father who knew he encouraged me to look for it myself. That he never And make your own decision. He didn't yeah. he didn't present it to me that way until I was a senior in high school and he told me flat out, Don't be a sheep. God gave you a brain. Figure it out for yourself. But he had taught me that from a very little age, from a very young age. And um so yeah. I, th- I think that I was very blessed to have that because as a as a minister's daughter to be told that that's very rare. I I, I can't confirm or deny to, that because I don't know anyone else that was a minister's daughter. <laughs> wow! So so I don't I don't know anybody how who's that been is. raised in the church. You know that's rare. I'm just saying. Um, but uh, anyway, I was very blessed. So. And I had a weird relationship with my dad, so um, I could question him as my minister, but never as my my father. And we just kind of butted heads, and I finally made peace for it with him about a year before he passed away. And then he got sick. You know, I felt like I finally had a relationship with my dad, and then he got sick. So I kind of fell off the, turned my back on everything I knew, um, everything that I had been taught. And uh, rebelled against everything, and I had to go seek out what I. And what I questioned wasn't what I believed, but why I believed it. And I did drugs, sex, rock and roll—you name it—I did it. And I realized I wasn't goody goody, but I wasn't wild woman either. I was somewhere in between. And once I came to terms with that. I am who I am, and I'm very, I'm very secure in who I am. So, you know, just everybody's journey is a little different, you know, and you just kind of have to 
let them have that. And sometimes they're going to express it in a way that you may not understand or approve of. And you got to let, but you can't judge them. You cannot judge them because it's not your, your it, it's not your place to judge. And so having those tenants, I think it was really, it, it just got me thinking, it just got me thinking about what, what kind of footprint am I leaving? And what are my, if I were to sit down and write tenants, what would my tenants be? So it just got me thinking. And speak, speaking of getting people thinking, <laughs> how about podcasts? Oh, let's talk about some podcasts. I, 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 that was I a know, weird segue. I, yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, it's well established that I'm terrible at segues, but, you know, <laughs> go figure. Segways make me think, okay, so, so well, Brian and I have been watching Fail Army. If you get a chance to watch that. People on segways always fall on their asses or on their faces, but they always fall. Okay, so segways are bad. Um, anyway, um, I've been listening to some really great podcasts. One is called Hysteria Fifty One. I highly recommend it. Oh my god, it's about conspiracies, but they uh, their tagline is "The truth is out there, but you won't find it here," and they just. So yeah. so so is it like you know oh oh there's chem, there's chemtrails all over the place. <laughs> well, it depends. It depends on what they're uh, attacking. Let's see what was the one of the ones that they. Um, okay, so they they picked apart apart recently the Boston Strangler. Now this is not the rest episode, but what they did is not if the Boston Strangler existed, but who he was and who got blamed for being the Boston Strangler. I just lost all my audio. There it goes. Okay. Um, it happens once an episode. Um, who got blamed? Um, he, he had confessed to a whole bunch of stuff that he didn't do. He was just confessing to everything. Um, it was pretty crazy. But um, they, they um, it's two guys, and they drink beer why they do this so they get drunker and drunker and drunker so they get stupider and stupider and stupider. But they actually, they're very entertaining. They have a um, character on there um, called uh, Conspiracy Bot. <laughs> okay. So I highly recommend that you just go check them out. They, I just lost my audio again. I don't know what's going on with my headset. Give me a second. <laughs> hmm. It came back. Okay. okay. <laughs> I had to, we had to, had to create, okay. Yeah. Had, so, to, had to create some audio just to make sure that, you know, you, what you were doing was actually working. <laughs> so anyway, Hysteria 51. Very good. I highly recommend that. Um, Court Junkie is another good one um, where they take, they take cases. Um, uh, they do the, like the OJ Simpson case, tear it apart. Um, John Romain, John, John Bonet Ramsey, um, that case, they tear that apart. Um, they, uh, just, it's very entertaining, but it's very gritty. Um, they tore apart the, um, Adam Walsh case, um, which gets into, um, John Walsh's, uh, personal life and how he got into America's Most Wanted 
and also the Justice um, Network. Justice League? No, the Justice (laughs) Network that he's created. Uh, So just his whole... um, just his whole evolution of how he got where he is now. So it's a very good, it's, it's produced by one, one woman. She's doing it all on her own. I highly recommend that you go check that one out. Um, so is it like an interview podcast or is it just, just her talking into a mic? <laughs> no, she's done a lot of, she's done research. She's done okay. a lot. Of, so it's a lot of different. So she does a lot of different style. I mean, there's a lot of different, ways that she presents that information. Okay. Um, and then um, some of it is actual court proceedings, and some of it is interviews, some of it is... Okay, so it's a mix. Reporting. Okay. Yeah, so it's a mix. But she, she does her homework. She does it very, very well. Um, and then, of course, there's... My favorite is the Crime Junkie podcast. Y'all know that I love that one. Um... And there's a couple of others that I really have been enjoying. But the Hysteria 51, I highly, highly recommend. Check that one. And um, they, they, uh, they present that they're not, they're not making fun. Well, okay, they are making fun of conspiracy <laughs> theories. But they're also looking at both sides of it. They're presenting both sides of the argument. And they're not... They're not um, choosing a side one way or the other. Okay, so they're so they're 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 not like ones pushing uh, conspiracy theories. They're look they're looking at it. Cri- uh, uh, they're looking critically. at already, they're already looking at they're looking at already existing conspiracies. Okay, and then saying, "Hey, this is what you know." So, so it's not some someone that's like I'm telling you, there's there 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 there's chem there's chemtrails. Just look up at the sky, man. They're <laughs> you know, <laughs> no. no. Oh, our government took took well, down took down the twin that, towers, and but know. there is some of that, but that it's tongue in cheek. It's very much tongue in cheek. Okay. So it's 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 entertainment. It's but it it makes you think too. It just makes you think. And then the other one, I, I'll talk about one more, and then I'll stop. But um, there's one called the um, uh, the Unsolved Mystery Podcast. What they've done is on Amazon Prime, they are playing the Unsolved Mysteries from the with Robert Stack from the very beginning, which is back in the '80s. And what these two ladies are doing is they are going back and doing corresponding, and they are uh, basically uh, commentating on stories that are being interviewed. Uh, I believe there are three ladies that are doing that. And it's it's very entertaining. Um, They go into, they research it further. And... um, then the show is able to, um, and it makes you just kind of, it's, it's very entertaining. So I highly recommend all you check all those podcasts out. So, and, um, I, 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 I know that, uh, Conan is, uh, has uh, one. Yes. Conan O'Brien. <laughs> cause, cause I, cause I know you're a big fan. <laughs> Conan O'Brien. I love him. He does one called Conan O'Brien needs a friend. And what that one is, is basically, you know, for the last 20 years he's he's had his own show and so he 
he is interviewing people that he has inter- had on his show and he is finding out, you know, is there a possibility we can be friends? And some, some of these people he is friends with, uh, Stephen Colbert is one, um, that he has a professional and a personal relationship with as well as Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard, um, and a couple others. So just, it's a really good, um, interview. Um, it's a, and he is of the mindset that the, um, his pack, his podcast, his interviews don't go past 30, 45 minutes. Cause he says any longer than that, he just feels like that the organic feel for him just kind of isn't there. So it's a very quick and dirty, um, podcast. The other one I'll tell you is, I think I've mentioned this before, Disgraceland, another really good one about rock and roll stars and. So so does Scandals. so does Conan end end every episode at asking the person, "Will you be my friend? Can I be your friend? <laughs> Can we be friends? And why not? Ah, if the if the person says, "I don't think so," and there have been a couple of people who said, "I don't think so," really, and a lot of times it's because of time constraints. Your schedule and my schedule aren't going to match. Ah, um, there have been who, a couple of people who say no. Which which are the ones that really stood out to you? Um, the interviews. Yeah, the the people that said, "Yeah, we can't be friends." Wanda Sykes. Really, I believe she said that. Don't hold me to that. That's been a while. <laughs> okay, but I believe she was the one. I think she said that. She says, "No, I don't think so." Um, and a lot of that had to do with the scheduling, the scheduling. Yeah. And Kristen Bell and Dak Shepard, they are friends, but they they don't get to see each other very often just because of their schedules. Um, yeah, and, that and, uh, Stephen Colbert, they're on each other's shows constantly, but they they have a hard time. It's like hit and miss, mm-hmm. but they try to make that effort. So, um, those are probably the ones that stick out to me, but, uh, definitely, definitely worth a listen. Yeah, I, de- I definitely, uh, I've, I've always liked, liked, uh, like Conan. I'm not, I'm not, um, I don't want to say I'm not, not a fan, but I mean, I, I don't like, like like really follow him like i i watch i watch his stuff every 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 once in a while and i always enjoy it and i i always like that he's not he's not polished no and he he is very real about you know what i'm i'm as surprised as you that i'm here <laughs> that he took over you know he took over for jay leno yeah and he's like i'm as surprised as you that this has worked and it's worked as long as it has oh and he did an interview with jay leno by the way can they be friends that was yes <laughs> yes they are friends and jay leno gave him a lot of good tips and they talked about him taking over and how and really that was probably a really poignant interview the other one that was really really poignant was the interview with Lisa Kudrow. Hmm. Conan told Lisa Kudrow he would not be on The Tonight Show. He would not be doing mm-hmm. the Conan yeah. O'Brien show if it hadn't been for Lisa. Because huh. Lisa Kudrow was the one who encouraged him to go for it. Interesting. She was the one who said, you have to do this. You have to do this. He he was gonna he was just gonna bail out because he didn't think he could do it. She said, "No, you're going to do this." And she was the only one of his friends who stood by him 100 percent and pushed him. And uh, she he went out of his way to tell her that. And they really are good friends, um, along with her husband and um, his wife. 
And so just, it was, it was that was the, that's probably that episode and the one, uh, Kristen Bell, Dax Shepard, um, the one with Stephen Colbert and the one with Lisa Kudrow are probably the best three episodes. So really, I really encourage, I really push that one. And then the Disgraceland, I really push that. I, I really kudos to that one. I think I think that's that's really one you know you you know that some someone's actually a, a friend because we don't we don't always I mean per, uh, we don't always see like you know what like when we're gonna be good I mean you know the whole imposter sy- syndrome mm-hmm. deal that you know there there are times where it's like you know I really don't deserve to be here I'm ju- I'm just mm-hmm. I'm just and he I'm was gonna ju- give up he was mm-hmm. right there he was gonna give up and she said no. You have to do this. You and, have to. And because you have to know. Because if you give up now, you're gonna live in the land of what if, and that's a sucky place to live. And and it's our our friends often often see see things of uh, you know, see 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 things in us that we don't ne- necess- necessarily see. And so and uh, and a, a lot of us, my, myself included, often need need someone else to kind of like pull, you know, mm-hmm. pull 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 uh, pull them pull them out. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, bro, sh- ku- sh- ku- <laughs> kudos to her. And the other <laughs> kudos thing- to Kudro. <laughs> hey, <laughs> there we go. There's a show title for you. <laughs> and the one thing I have to say about that particular interview with um, with Conan was he was so vulnerable in that moment where he didn't, he, he was very straight up with her and just really bared his vulnerability. And I was really impressed with that. And so that's why I wanted to share that with our audience and really just, oh, well, listen, give it a try. Because um, I think that, you know, if you don't know who Conan O'Brien, if you've never watched his show, it, he's a, He's like six seven. You know, he's skinny. Mm-hmm. He's a ginger. He's awkward. He's got all limbs everywhere, and he's always he's 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 always he's just a big goofy guy, mm-hmm. and he's always but he he plays off of that. He's self deprecating. He always is just like you know what, I'm a geek. I am a goof. You know, he... I you know, and, and yet. That's what we love. That's what people love about him. He kind. He's kind of. Uh, he kind of re- reminds me of. Um, I forget who. Uh, who the guy. Yeah, it was. It was another um, late late night talk show host. He who stopped do, doing. Who stopped doing it um, like uh, like two or three years ago or so. Um, he played uh, like uh, the boss in uh, on a Drew Carey show. Um, he, he had, uh, give me a second. I will yeah. come, uh, oh, I just had his name in Part, my head. Uh, he's a British guy or, or I think he's Scottish or British. Scottish. One of, he's Scottish. But, he's yes. Scottish. But, uh, y'all knew who I'm talking about and I can't think of his name and we'll think of it as soon as we get off yeah, yeah, air. Po- yeah, okay. po- post it in the comments. But, uh, but yeah, part, part of, part of his, uh, late, late night show was like a vaudevillian, uh, horse and he had like a talk, talking, ro- talking robot. And after, uh, mm-hmm. after New Who came, came out, he often had a TARDIS on, on it, on his desk and he, he, <clears throat> 
I kind of I kind of saw him and uh, Conan kind of of the cut of the same yes. thread because he because he would often you know when he had a guest on he would often like look look at the, it was like no oh, screw it I'm just gonna have a conversation with this guy and just and would just throw the car- cards away and just have an honest to goodness conversation. That's what I love about Stephen Cabrera because Cabrera will do the same thing. Now Cabrera will will keep it okay. I want to ask you about this specific thing. Once we've addressed that. Screw everything else. Let's just have a conversation. <laughs> That's what I love about Colbert. But yeah, same thing. I mean, speak, yeah. yeah, speaking of uh, Colbert, I remember after uh, after Kevin Smith had had his uh, had his heart attack. Craig, he, Craig, Craig, yeah, yes, Craig, yes, Craig Ferguson. Thank you. Yes. Okay, sorry. <laughs> right there. Okay. All right, but in, but anyway, <laughs> so after after Kevin Smith had had his heart attack, he won on uh, on uh, Colbert, Colbert's show, and of course, you know Kevin Kevin really loves to talk, <laughs> and yeah. so he so he kind of went went off on it on to talk about his whole his whole whole experience, and then, and uh, after 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 the the interview, and, and they they went to com- commercial again. This is this is come uh i this is kevin kevin smith talk, talking about it this is how i know it <laughs> um he uh you know Col- colbert after after they went to commercial Col- colbert said thank you for for once it was nice not to work because <laughs> colbert was just sit, just sitting there the entire time he never you know he just just said hey hey you know he just they just explained or explained ex- exchange pleasantries yay have it and then and kevin just went off and Colbert was just sit, sitting sitting there li- listening to him, and he didn't he didn't like ask any ask any questions whatsoever. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, it was just nice just to sit, you know, sit there. I, I love Colbert. Colbert. Um, if you get a chance on Hulu, there is a documentary called "Too Funny to Fail," and it's about the Dana Dana Carvey show. Hmm. We watched it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Dana, the Dana, the Dana Carvey show, and it it starts with um, Steve Corderay, and also uh, Stephen Colbert, and a couple other people that um, got their start on that show, and I just think that that yeah. That I always think of um, Dana Carvey. Oh, that was the a good interview was when Dana Carvey came on. Oh, that with, must have been interesting. With Stephen, with uh, excuse me, with um, uh, uh, Conan. Oh my God, that was a tribute. That's another really good interview. That was funny as hell. So if you get a chance, yeah, check that one out too. That was really good. They start talking about John Lennon and um, John Lennon and Paul McCartney. If they met in heaven, and Paul McCartney had to explain to John Lennon how things are here on earth now, except Paul McCartney would get really excited and he would like, for, he was really quite terrible at explaining things. <laughs> and so they were going back and forth. So Conan would do one voice and Dana Carvey would do the other voice. It was so funny. <laughs> and so then they did a whole episode of that. I haven't listened to that particular oh, wow. episode, but apparently they did a whole episode where Dana Carvey came back just as Paul McCartney and uh, uh, Conan was John Lennon and they were having this whole conversation, which I have not heard that particular episode yet, but I want to listen to that because I'm sure that's trippy as hell. So they do some really fun things too. 
And since since we're kind of on you know kind of a late late night <laughs> talk show stint here, um, there are, there are two two shows that uh, I wish they had lo- longer runs, and they they um, they weren't necessarily. Uh, they they were they were parodies thereof. One was a Larry Sanders show, and one was uh, was a like Jiminy Glick or or oh. whatever. Um, both um, both 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 of them. I think I think they they didn't last last very long. But um, but I I, I found them to be incredibly funny with Martin Short. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mar- Martin Short's little Martin deal. Short is one of my favorite actors. I have to admit, he just. He just is brilliant. Um, I saw him in an interview. I think he was with Dana Carvey not too long ago. Um, and who else? Oh, it was Steve Martin. Hmm. Because they were talking about when they were making um, The Three Amigos. Ah, Okay. So when they first met, and what they did, oh, that was were, pretty early in in their in their careers. Yeah, and I believe that they were. It was um, an interview actually with Steve Martin, mm-hmm. and um, and then it was Martin Short, and then the other one that I've always really enjoyed. You'll have to give me his name because it just escaped me. He was in Spaceballs, okay, and he was also in. Um, Ghostbusters, the what is his name? God. Um, oh, oh, um, yeah, yes. Um, he played Darth Darth Hel- Helmet. Yes, yes, yes. I know who you're talking about. Yes, and he and the uh, yes. he he was like that awkward uh, office yes. office guy yes. that was yeah yes. Um, and the reason why I point that one out is because I used to honey, watch- I, honey, I shrunk the yes, kids as well. Yes, yes. I used to watch uh, Second City, mm-hmm. and being exposed to all. God, his name just escaped me. I apologize. Oh, here's here's an, an interesting aside that originally, um, what uh, John Candy was what uh, was set to uh, play play in uh, in uh, in Ghostbusters, but he wanted to play play it as a German man that had a lot of dogs, <laughs> which I don't think that that would that that would have play, played well. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, that was Ghostbusters. Never mind. Okay, but the last movie that John Candy made was Wagons East, which is not a very good movie, by the way. But um, he passed away while they were making it, so they had to go back and like piece together the last part of it, and um, it didn't get very good reviews. I thought it was actually a good movie. It actually had some really good. Sight gags and some other really good. Um, I thought it was it was just a really good movie. Harold Ramis. Yes. No. Harold. <laughs> oh no Ramis no is oh, no no it. no no Rick Moranis. Sorry. Rick Moranis. Sorry. Thank you. I was you. looking at the wrong line. Rick My bad. Moranis. <laughs> yes, Rick Moranis. Although Harold Ramis is funny too, but anyway, in his own right, but it's not the one I was thinking of. <laughs> right. Yeah, and Sorry. just that combination just worked because they were really good together. So just to, you know, and uh, and then you also have um, anyway. Can't remember what I was going to say. Brain fart, <laughs> getting old. Um, so you know, just um, just uh, 
the wagons east. I was mm-hmm. talking about wagons east. Um, just it had some really good things, but I I cannot think of one movie that John Candy was ever in that I didn't enjoy. I'll tell you my my favorite John Candy movie is one that probably no one. It's it's one of his little known movies, and that's only the lonely. And I'll tell you why I liked it was because of Maureen O'Hara, hmm. who started his mother as his mother. So good. Was that one of his ear- earlier flicks? N- um, I don't know where it fell in his, but it was I, Ali. I was Sheedy. just on IMDb. Why don't I just go back? There? It was Ali Sheedy. Ali Sheedy is his girlfriend, and um, it was Ali Sheedy and Maureen O'Hara as his mother. And his mother would get into his head and his mother was upset because they're Irish and Ali Sheedy was not. She was like German or something and um, Greek. I think she was Greek. And um, Okay. Only the lonely was it uh, was uh, ninety one. So he'd he'd been he'd been acting for like twenty twenty yeah. years at that yeah. point. Yeah, it was one of his towards the end of his career. Yeah, it was towards the, it, it was one of Ali Sheedy's earlier ones because she, well, probably not even that. She had been acting for a while too. But anyway. If you get a chance, go. It was one of Maureen O'Hara's last ones because she passed away not too long after that. But if you get a chance to go watch, uh, to see Only the Lonely, it is one of the funniest movies. And yet it is so poignant at the same time. It's basically about this man who's struggling with his relationship with his mother. And he has to choose between his mother and his and his girlfriend and just how he comes to terms with that and how his mother just controls every aspect of his life by getting into her head, getting into his head and how he's basically whipped by his mother and how he, he basically not only that, he just has no backbone mm-hmm. whatsoever. And he, he gets a backbone. And at the end, he finally tells her, you know what? This is who I'm going to be with. If you don't like it, you can fuck off and die. <laughs> And basically, in, in the end, she says, well, why didn't you just say so? <laughs> and then she accepts her, and then they go on. But it's just a really good, but it's a really funny movie. So if you get a chance to watch it. But it's also one of the most poignant things. because it's, it's, So it's got a lot of drama in it, but it's really funny, too. So um, the other one that I re- that is classic is Delirious. Mm-hmm. Actually, Delirious. that's yeah. that 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 one. Uh, he he did that right. He did Delirious right after Only the Lonely. Yeah, Delirious is a great movie. I love John Candy. Oh, I know. Uh, the he, world the world lost something when he died. Absolutely. I mean, I, yeah. I've I've always um, yeah. I've I've, I've uh, he 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 always find, finds a way to. I mean, first off, I mean he's incredibly funny because again he came out of that Second City. Whole, whole group but all like all, all at, at least in all of the movies i've seen him in hit all of his characters have depth well look at look at uh cool runnings mm-hmm. was more of a dramatic role for him right because that whole story was more dramatic but right it had some really funny moments in it but it I, it just showed that particular role just it, i i was in awe of how good of an actor he was. 
And then when he did Wagons East, I was like, oh, God, why? Why did you do this horrible <laughs> movie? And yet, and yet, it wasn't that it was a bad movie. It was just one of those stupid humor. And it was... It, 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 I want. I wanted to see more of a meteor dramatic role mm-hmm. from him. I think that that it's kind of like Robin Williams in his older age. Yeah. In his older age, I think he did better in drama. Oh yeah, than he ever did in comedy. Although his comedy was hilarious, so he just got better the older he got. It's kind of like a fine wine, but mm-hmm. you know that's how you know you got some chops. I'll tell you somebody else who's getting who can do either or, and that's Will Smith. Yeah, he's somebody, really developed, yeah. Yeah, you just see somebody, and, and that's, and, I, and, and so I want, I, so when I saw Wagons East, I think I really just wanted to see, and, and maybe that's because Richard Lewis um, has never really impressed me, I guess, and so he's in Wagons East, and so maybe that's what tripped me up in the back of my mind. And I was like, that's going to be your last movie? Dude, you just, you did cool runnings, and yet that's what you're going to, that's, that's your last well, movie. Well, I, did, I didn't, I didn't think that he, he, I, I don't, I don't think that he knew he was going to die no. when he signed up for the No, for I don't feast. think so either. No, I know. But, but I'm just saying that, you know, kind of, that's what, that's what your swan song is. So maybe it was a disappointment to just because of that, mm-hmm. after he came off that great "Only the Lonely," "Cool Runnings," just some he had some really great hits, and then just that he laid an egg. <laughs> well, and, and every actor does. I mean, it, you can't yeah, oh hit, yeah, you can't hit a hundred percent all the time. And yet, Wagons East, I've seen it a couple of times, and it it's like, yeah, it's not a bad movie. So I don't know why my first reaction was. Could have been better. And, and maybe that's because he died in the middle and they had to kind of film around. Yeah. And maybe that's it wasn't. Tough. And maybe it wasn't. Um, so it. So when they released it, it wasn't what it was intended to be. And I think maybe that that was it. You didn't have that. You didn't have the John Candy flavor mm-hmm. all the way through the whole thing. And I mean, I think another good one, good mark of a really good a- actor is, you know, how, how, how much i mean if that you still make you still make an effect re- regardless of the size of the role like in home alone he's oh, he God. he is he is not in in that in that many scenes but i mean he get he gives a lot of heart in in the uh, i mean he he gives a lot, a lot of heart in the like the two or three scenes that 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 he's in i mean he's not very very funny but i mean he re- you know you remember him. Oh yeah. Then trains, planes, and automobiles, which just oh, that's, cracks that's, me up. Oh yeah. But that but you have that poignant part too, because you have Steve mm-hmm. Martin who can pull either or. Oh yeah. But he pulls the drama part in that you know mm-hmm. that Well that, John Candy's still still really funny. But in that you movie, also have but. well yeah, that's what I'm saying. He does the he does the funny yeah, you part. Yeah, do both both, yeah. And you balance it out. But part of that is a really good script. Mm-hmm. Really good writing really good choice and directing too and directing and you get all of that good formula you're gonna always have something that's amazing um the other one um that i think that comes to mind is uncle buck mm-hmm. now uncle buck is not my favorite movie but i can't help but laugh you just can't help but laugh yeah. in some scenes and it so 
You know, you know, I got a friend friend that works in a lab downtown that can test if 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 you actually brush your teeth or if you just poured water on it. <laughs> <laughs> and then the scenes he 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 had it trying trying to clean clean the kitchen and all that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just you know some really good stuff, and and so the world just lost something. And then you look at you know. It's it's unfortunate, but you know the the fact of the matter is we're all going to die at some point. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I it goes back to that: what's your legacy? What are you going to leave? And I just you know, John Candy was one of those that just left something really good behind. And, and I've um, I I was watch watching an an interview. Um, it it was like uh, it was on uh, on uh, stripes. And it was like a special, like on the, it was a special edition. I have a special edition uh, of Stripes where they like added, added like scenes back in that, that, that they had cut. Like there was um, one where uh, uh, Bill, Bill Murray and Her- Harold Ramis go, uh, well, Harold, Harold Ramis's character take, takes like a set of like micro dots. <laughs> and so he starts tripping. They fly, they fly some, somewhere. They're, st- they're stuck in, in a, in, um, you know, they, they fall in like some jungle. They get, they get, uh, you know, accosted by, by some, by, by some like Colombians or, or whatever. And the, and, you know, there's a quando, quando. And then they get get out, and they they in the original cut of the movie they left that out, and in the special edition they they put that back back in. Um, they cut it out because they thought it was a bit of a shaggy dog story, but I thought it really added to it. But anyway, um, in this special edition, there um, they uh, had in- interviews with the with with the cast like some some years later and one of them mentioned i i forget who it was but uh she she in is the the anjamima scene like the woman who p- played op- opposite of uh bill bill murray in that she she mentioned that uh that john candy's trailer was always open like they they'd been like you know they'd be shoot, shooting shooting all day and then they they he would he would all you know he'd be like make a bit make a big dinner for everybody make a big dinner for everybody and she she said that he he would always make make it a point to be front be front friendly with 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 everyone and make and make sure that you know it was a it was a real, positive uh positive experience and i've heard sim- similar things from other people that that have that have worked worked with them that's pretty cool that's, that's really cool and just uh you know i don't know i, I lost my train of thought it derailed sorry <laughs> that's okay sorry I, um honestly i think the entire show is derailed because now we've been talking for <laughs> over an hour <laughs> okay well i'm done with that my whole point is a legacy yeah, you know, we were talking about legacy. So that was I don't know how we got on John Candy, but anyway, <laughs> so, I think that's a good place to probably yeah, leave it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sorry. So, so yeah, if you're if you're still watching or listening, thank you. Um, we do we do appreciate any uh, feedback. So please comment on the uh, channels you uh, hold on. There, there, there we, we go. go. Okay. <laughs> so please come use the channels found on hovpodcast.net. And please uh, check check out our YouTube channel at bit.ly slash hovpodcast underscore YouTube, all lowercase. 
And you can uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or TuneIn. Okay, so <laughs> wow, we went a lot of different places there. <laughs> so we gotta, um, we we gotta, uh, we, we gotta fi- figure out uh, figure out a t- title for this thing <laughs> somewhere. Um, so I have uh, humanity first. No, no, no justice. There's just us. Kudos to Kudro and bearing vulnerability. So I'm. Um, I, like I like the first one, humanity first. I like kudos to humanity first. Let's do humanity. Okay, first. You, uh, all right. That that's uh, that's that sounds good. That sounds good. Good to me.